Well, we survived the start of 2024, week one under our belts. Uh, hopefully you guys are having a better start to your Monday than several front office and coaching staffs around the NFL, including our very own here in Philly. And hopefully you're also off to a better start than Joe Coy after a very interesting... Uh, What's... He's in the news? Yeah, because he decided to try he, to be a comedian well, he is in a the comedian. Golden Globes. No, but he decided to try too hard to be one. It was some, did you watch the Golden no, Globes? No, I just saw the... So is he like getting canceled or he just did a bad job? Just some, it was just very bad. It really? Was just, his jokes were awful. Because I have watched the stand-up or two And they were very his. forced and the delivery was rough and it just was not good. Yeah, my buddy, I got a text about him this morning. And he said he made a forced sushi joke that wasn't that funny. Yeah, and, and listen, I've seen my, his stand up, and he's not bad. He's not like great. He's but not bad. He he's, claims he only had like ten days to prepare and whatever. I don't know. My thing is, if 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 a joke, if your jokes aren't working, just stop trying. Just just leave the the award show. I learned like, last night, thanks to our own Julia, who his ex girlfriend is. Did you know this a little bit of information? No. Him and Chelsea we Handler were, were a thing for a while. Oh, that's an interesting couple. I don't think I like it. I'm glad they're not together anymore. I, I don't have any real feelings about either of them. I just think I it's a weird match. Night. He seems like a very interesting man. So, yeah. okay. Well, that being said, welcome to the chat. Hey. Welcome to PHOI Phillies podcast. It's Tyler Zoli, Jamie Lynch, Renee Watson. And then we're not talking Eagles. <laughs> we're talking Phillies. We've got 34 days until pitchers and catchers. John Sequela's in the chat saying that. Chris, welcome. Dave, I think you were actually our first comment. I'm not sure. Tyler hit, can hit scroll that up like real button, quick. Y'all. Um, Tyler. <laughs> Hello, Tyler. We're doing a show. It was Marshall. Sorry, trying to get this. Uh, Marshall. Uh, Marshall's not first. Trying oh, to get all of first. our behind the scenes stuff put together. It's it fine. It's fine. Yeah. Marshall Mock, first one in. Bring on the Philly season. Sounds Pearl like a case John, of the Mondays. Everyone's having a case of the Mondays because <laughs> we're here, guys. We made it. Week number two of 2024. We've got a lot oh, to God. get into. You're we not, will also. Be... You're not going to say like happy second <laughs> Monday of 2024, are you? Actually, I was, but it's fine. You already did it for me. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, hypothetical man spiral out what's up guys hit that like button join the comments so because we are officially into like we've settled into the new year it's kind of like last week was like you walk in the front door you're saying your hellos we've now taken off our coats and shoes and we're getting comfortable mm. so in week two we're going to also now introduce a lot of new things for you guys here on phoi phillies podcast because we're already talk Phillies. We're already talk baseball. Spring training coming up soon. As you know, we'll all be taking our very own trip down to spring training. You guys can join us in Clearwater. We've got our PHLY road trip happening. That's going to be a lot of fun as we'll be down for the week in March. Chrissy, if you need a spring training trip, we've got you. Come on, come on down with us. Joe Coy we'll for offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, John. Yeah. I love it. So because of the the new year, we're starting new things. We're having some new segments. We'll introduce those as the show goes on. But first, we've got to just jump into, of course, uh, what's happened in this past weekend across the Phillies and some updates that we've seen. Now, let's start up with our guy up in Boston, the one and only Yoshida, um, who's been reported to be included as the apparently the Red Sox are looking to make some moves. So Masataka Yoshida was one of the names that have been brought up that the Red Sox are considering trading. I know Ken Rosenthal, Jen McCaffrey reported on it. And according to various people, the reports are saying that the teams have remained engaged in talks that could significantly alter their outfield alignment. And uh, Yoshida's been one of those names that have been brought up. Now, as we know or may not know, Yoshida's been someone that's been connected to the Phillies in a unique way because of his obsession with Bryce Harper, Psycho. allegedly. So as Jamie was and I were talking about before, and Jamie was like, yeah, by the way, he uh, fully named his dog after Bryce Harper. Harper. That's not um, even a good dog name. It's not a great dog name. Harper would be a cute dog name, though. Come here, Harp. No, that's, but, like, Harper is, like, not a... I mean, I guess you go I guess Harp it's the for same, short. But, I don't know. But you don't, name, you don't name your dog after somebody else that you play. That's just weird. It just doesn't make sense. So I know you and Tyler have opposite opinions on possibly having the Phillies pursue Yoshida. Yeah, the uh, mine stems from the good majority of my life. We've had the worst left field uh, defensive outfield play um, for the majority of it. You went from Pat Burrell to Reese Hoskins, and luckily they aborted on that one quickly, to Kyle Schwarber now the past two years. By default, yeah, that wasn't the plan, but I am just – really over and Andrew McCutcheon held it down there for a couple of years, but even him, he was kind of past his prime and not the same fielder he once was, but looked like a gold glover compared to the rest of them. <laughs> Yoshida just isn't a good defensive player. 
um, and he's not cheap. So, like, I think you can address the outfield position in other ways. He's still owed four years and just shy of $100 million. Uh, I think he's like 18.5 a year, uh, not to mention that you'd have to give something to get something. Uh, and for me, usually when a team is selling a piece after – has he been two years there or just one? No, nah, just the one. Just, just one. the one is what I thought. Okay, I thought for a second it might have been two. When a team is trying to sell a piece after a year – I don't know. That just that, that raises the uh, the smell test meter a little bit for me, and that doesn't really. And I know the Red Sox are kind of rebuilding, and you can spin it that way if you want. But like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't they want to hold on to him for four more years if he's a decent enough player? Uh, Tyler, I think has some interest in him. I, for the record, I'm out. I just think you can <laughs> you can find um, other quality ish pieces that aren't as expensive and. Uh, probably can give you better defense. Okay. Well, he was a negative, what was it, 1.1 uh, defensive war player last year. It's just, I, it's not that hard to find competent outfielders. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think you can do better. Yeah. I think on uh, that's a key point, too. It's like, there's no need to try to force a piece that doesn't make sense. It is very concerning that after just one season, the Red Sox are already talking about possibly shipping him out. Um, I know in 140 games played, he had just over 530 at bats. His splits are 289, 338, 445, 783. He hit 15 home runs. It's um, all promising. It's yeah. Offensively, but it's, it's good. It's uh, you know, fine. and that's that's before you even get to the questionable behavior around Bryce. Um, you know, if, depending on how serious any of that is, depending on how serious any of that is, I don't think you would want to add a guy in that's already possibly obsessed with Bryce Harper. He gives me he gives me the impression like he's you going over to creepy, Bryce's hat and like yeah, trying to like you don't need a creepy person in the clubhouse. It just makes it uncomfortable. I mean, as we know, chemistry is so important, all jokes aside. And if there's even the potential, like we've talked about, there's other people that have talked about it. And Bryce knows about it. And that's that's an interesting teammate. You yeah. don't really want one of those guys. So oh, and a hypothetical man brings up another good point too. Um, this team needs a righty. Not another lefty. Yeah, so, very uh, true. For those reasons, to quote the great Shark Tank, uh, I'm out. But Tyler, <laughs> uh, I know you have more interest than I do. Well, yeah, I, I do because I think even at 30, his first major league season was very promising. Now, yeah, the, I would the, say that the first half and second half splits were a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say concerning. They weren't concerning, but um, they were definitely different. And I mean, he finished with a near 290 average. Um, my, so my question to you is like we've talked about these. Uh, players that could potentially be the the left field at least I don't want to say replacement but the left field insurance uh, policy yeah whatever you whatever whatever you want to call it <laughs> are do you, do either of you show interest in Jorge Soler? Um, I I actually do a little bit. I if thought, the other option is nothing, then yes. Because here's my thing: I know it's only going to cost you money compared to making a move for Yoshida. So I I understand that that value holds water. He's not a good defensive player. He's either. a minus 1.5. Yeah. So, um, at, at least last year he was, I mean, over, I mean but the pop is I much know, stronger. I was going to say, with Jorge Soler, and actually it was Tiasco Hernandez was the other one, uh, before he got taken off the board by the Dodgers. Bro, we'll which get to those about. greedy bastards. Um, I actually was looking at those two because it does at least help on one side of the ball. Now, as you talk about being a minus, that's a concern to me, but if he can give you good at bats and, I, I think I would take it. Um, but I, again, I feel like the other part is what outfielders are we seeing that are, that don't come with baggage, negative baggage at that. Well, at this point, yeah. Like I at mean, this point, there's beggars can't be choosers. Right. And that's what I feel like the issue is you're looking at the, essentially the best of the rest of who would you rather have? No one's that you're going to get is going to come with, you know, perfect at bats and on the other side of the ball, be a good outfielder. But I, I think Jorge Soler, if I had to choose who's left, I would take yeah, Jorge Soler. I would much rather give Jorge Soler a one- or two-year deal um, as opposed to four years of uh, Yoshida at 18.5. One, he's a right-handed bat, which I think the lineup needs more than another lefty. And two, I mean, 36 home runs last year. Yeah. Uh, a lot more pop, which I think you need in the outfield. When you have Castellanos, Marsh, and Rojas – uh, that is a popless outfield. So if you bring in mm -hmm. Solaire, you know, he can, it gives you that, you know, DH Harper can maybe play left field occasionally. 
Um, kind of like how we talked about Reese, like Harper, if he is still willing to play occasionally in the outfield, mm-hmm. Solaire can uh, play the outfield for you. But DH sometimes I'd, I'd rather have Solaire than Yoshida. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Um, I uh, think it's makes sense to me that Yoshida is a name that's being shopped out, but Phillies don't take the bite. Don't take the beat in that sense. Oh, can um, you share the creepy picture, actually, Tyler? I didn't ask you pre-show. If you, if you Google Yoshida and Bryce Harper. <laughs> Just share he po- the creepy picture. He po- well, there's one of him in a Phillies jersey with his dog in a Phillies jersey, a Harper jersey. That's just weird. And then there's another one That's where he, like, weird. basically forced to meet up with Harper uh, before the Fenway. Uh, so for these year. reasons... There's no it reason. It weirds me why. out a little bit. Yeah. For these reasons, I don't want him in Philly because these are not, <laughs> you need good clubhouse people and someone oh, that might be is a fine going, guy, I mean, maybe weird. this is a joke. Maybe this is his version of a Joe Coy type of a joke of like, <laughs> look at me being funny. This I'm in a Philly. He's committing this to is his a bit. Lot. He's really committing to it. But I just think it's a little questionable. The it's dog excessive. is pretty cute. No, it's just weird, though. It's just very weird. No, this is too much. And it's like those JCPenney photo shoot looking images. Like It, it's, it does look like a JCPenney backdrop. It's, it's giving. <laughs> he's, he seems like a nice guy. He's got a nice smile, but uh, it's a creepy smile is what it's giving me. Um, I don't like it at all, actually, because uh, what else is next to him? Is that a tree? Uh, baseball uh, balloons. Oh, so is it like a baseball-themed party maybe for someone, like his dog, where he decided to dress up as Bryce? <laughs> That's baseball. Th- That's why I was like, what is happening around him? It is giving a baseball-themed party where he chose to dress as Bryce, but what makes it weirder is you're in the majors. It's one well, thing if you're like— Yeah, I think he was still over in Japan at the time. Okay, but, but, okay I'll give him but, that. It's still a little That's still weird. weird. There's, no. There's the baseball balloons. No. Mm-mm. It's adorable, Renee. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not adorable. It's it's giving too much. It's a little too much. And I, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. Um, but also something that was pretty interesting as we were, we talked about MLB nerds last week and we did a little deep dive into top pitchers that MLB well, I, nerds had I listed. I started following them now. Yeah, and they top- have great, I like the fact they're putting out great content around just top by position and it gives it makes you think it makes you talk it makes you curious about it um they do have jt remuto as the number eight catcher heading into 2024 uh listen not number one but top 10 uh jt i think this year as we've as we've talked about before but just jt specifically um this is a good year for jt this is a big year for jt to really show uh you know it's it's he's had a lot of mileage on the tank He's been a steady catcher. Um, we like JT Romuto, but this is a big year for him. Yeah, I think it was his first like substantial drop off uh, type of season. And hello, Mags Rivera in the chat. Welcome in. Hey. Make sure everybody's hitting that like button while you're in here. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, while one of the better catchers in baseball, I don't think you can say best catcher in baseball anymore. Uh, no. As MLB nerds laid out, it's a pretty good list and. When a guy like Adley Rutschman is entering the the league in what, Tyler, 24 years old? Maybe. maybe, Yeah. Um, maybe even younger, right? I don't know how old he is off the top of his head. But, you, you know, head. his prime He's is young. still very much. 25 now. 25. There's okay. a lot of really talented 25-year-olds yeah. in the league. And catchers are young gonna, men. Yeah. That's a young man's game. <laughs> One day we're going to maybe do a deep dive because now that I think about it, we often find ourselves saying a guy is still young and they're 25, which is interesting that the whole the next generation of talent but go ahead oh man what i'd give to be 25 again but yeah i, don't, I didn't really love 25 actually um i mean just like physically oh okay like my back wouldn't give out when i okay. reach into the back 25 is like a car. weird tweener age in general but physically yes i, would I take believe that. that it's when your brain fully develops I could see that. I could see that. It takes 25 years um, for, for the men or for women, world. though, because I feel like me, me for Jamie women. Still waiting on that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say for men or for women. Well, no I, offense, I, I men, remember, but I feel I like don't, I think it was, yours happens later. It was probably men because I remember I tied it to a Ben Simmons subject in my prior life okay. as a topic one day where I was drinking the Ben Simmons Kool Aid still, mm. and I was still believing. And I was like, "Well, it's his 25th birthday." This is the time when his brain reaches max capacity and the frontal lobe fully develops and maturity and all those things start to settle in. I was like, this is the year he's going to take that leap. Yeah, it was a a very 
a cerebral topic by yeah, me if I do say so. Yeah, look at you. Um, Deep diving into the brain. Yeah. I like it. So Adley Rutschman, just entering his prime. Um, it's tough to argue these guys ahead of him. Tyler, uh, speak if you have any objections of the top seven ahead of JT. Adley Rutschman, one. Will Smith, two. William Contreras, three. Sean Murphy, four. Had him on my fantasy baseball team last year. Had a really, nice. really nice year. Cal uh, Raleigh, number five. So Cal Raleigh is probably I think this the, is the three you the can start to make. The first one arguments. that I probably object to, and it's not because I think Cal Raleigh's a bad player. Cal Raleigh's got pop, man. Cal Raleigh can hit. Strikes out a lot, but he can hit. Um, the issue with me, for me, with him. Think he's a better catcher. I don't know. I don't know how much longer he's a catcher. Period. Uh, like I think he, he started getting more and more days and, and the bats in the DH spot for Seattle as the last two seasons now have gone on. I'm not so sure how much longer he's an everyday catcher before he becomes a DH. Yeah. So uh, listen, I think Cal Raleigh's got a lot of pop, and I think he can hit. And um, I, I I just don't know from a catcher productivity standpoint how much more he gives you. Uh, number six, Jonah Heim from the Rangers. Number oh no, no speak up there out of Tyler. Number mm-hmm. seven, Patrick <laughs> Bailey from the Giants. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't buy this one. Um, so you only have two that you would possibly argue. Yeah, I, I would probably put JT. I think I would probably put JT fifth. Um, okay. heading into the year now, I, I will say this. So you would have. Do you agree with that order, Rutschman, Smith, Contreras, Murphy? Um, and then Heim, Real Muto up for debate no, in the I fifth? I think that I would move – I think I would move Smith and – I would flip Smith and Contreras. Um, but the, 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 there's one name on here that needs to be on here that I'm stunned that is not. What's that? I, I can't believe Gabby Moreno is not on this list. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Well, I don't know if he's – yeah, I don't know why he didn't make top ten, actually. That is surprising. Ryan Jeffers is nine and Diaz from the Astros is ten. Uh, so there you have it. Mm-hmm. JT comes in MLB nerds list and number eight, uh, our own baseball nerd, Tyler, uh, would only argue <laughs> two guys ahead of him that don't belong. Salad. So JT, but, but I also think, I think Jonah Heim should be higher up too. I think six is low for him. Yeah. That's what John was like. Where's, where's Jonah Heim on this list? He's number six, but I definitely could see him being higher as well. Yeah. So regardless, JT's probably still a top five or six catcher. In baseball. I would love to, because I know that the three of us are going to start putting our our groupings together a little bit later in the offseason. I'd love to see the comps for not just between the three of us, but between lists that get published like this. Because, I mean, this has almost 300,000 views on it. Yeah. 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 So, JT. But he could bounce back. He could be due for that bounce back year. Last year, I don't think is, is him, to your point about, like... Uh, you know, struggling a little bit last year. He still yeah. has that possibility of bouncing 32 years back. old. This could be a great year from the a bounce back year at that. He um, showed no sign of slowing down like he didn't. physically. We saw, we saw moments that you, you wouldn't even have. Yeah, he definitely was like, whoa, JT. Um, and actually, I saw I felt like he improved in some areas, but we'll see. Um, and then also today, as we're talking about 32, his teammate Jeff Hoffman turned 31 today. Happy birthday to Jeff Hoffman. Jeffrey Hoffman at that. Uh, Jeffrey Robert Hoffman, who was born in Latham, New York, turns 31 today. He was born in 93. He played baseball at East Carolina University. Uh, Of course, before the Phillies, he played with the Rockies, the Reds. And we want to wish our very own Jeff Hoffman, who finished the season 5-2 with a 2-4-1 ERA and a 9-1-7 whip. A very merry happy birthday. Welcome to 31. 30 fun. It's fun here, right, Tyler, in the 30s as you were uh, nope. still sore from your gym workout? <laughs> this sucks. I hate it. I want to go back. Uh, so what do you think? Jeff Hoffman, a repeat or a drop-off? I think a repeat. Tyler, I feel like maturity re- level alone, he's got, like, you get that rhythm repeat down. Repeat or drop-off? I mean, it depends on, what do you consider a drop-off? Like, the significant drop-off? Yeah, no. like significant. No, not I, like think a minor. Pro- I think probably a small step backwards. Okay. But I, I, I don't think it's going to be – like you're not getting to, oh, my God, this guy can't pitch in high leverage. I just mm. think that like he was really, really good last year. Yeah. Can he duplicate it? That's, a, yeah, it's, it That's is tough the to hardest what part of you? being great. Um, I'm going to say slight drop-off as well. Okay. Not like unusable drop-off, but maybe not 
uh, complete confidence in high leverage spots. All right. Well, you know where you don't have to worry about a drop off ever, Jamie. That's over at Bagels and Co. Mm. Bagels and Co. gives you delicious variety of bagels. They have 15 to 20 different types of bagels you can choose from daily. They're fresh. They're large. They also have 30 different flavors of cream cheese that you can com- you can combine it with. Mm. So with their different cream cheeses, they like to have seasonal flavors, maybe holidays, specific sports teams, Phillies. Flyers, Sixers, um, and they do a lot of work right here in Philly in our very own backyard to provide you with the very best breakfast option. So Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly. don't have to worry about trekking up to New York to be able to get the best bagels. You can get them right here. They've got the mom-and-pop feel, but they give you more of that affordable brand, uh, delicious brand, and also great quality. And I honestly, as someone that had their pork roll and egg, which I can't stop raving about their pork roll and egg on a rainbow bagel. You're starting to get with it. no cheese, of yeah. course. That was delicious. And honestly, it was it was it was hearty. It was it was meaty. It was great. It was oh, it was everything. So I definitely recommend that you check out Bagels and Co. We had, I had a chance some pork to meet roll them. This morning. Oh no, yeah. I had. I had sausage and hash browns and well, that's yogurt pretty good. and it's not like you were slumming it. No. Yeah. I, bagels, uh, breakfast is big for me. That's why I say go over to Bagels and Co. and take advantage of their breakfast options. Because with the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, you can head to thebagelsandco.com, find the locations near, location nearest you, and make sure to take advantage so that you can start your day right. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Get it started with Bagels and Co. They are a great group of people, um, and they also like to make sure to provide you with the best options to kick off your day. Um, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, well, Jamie. Bagels, it sets the tone. Let's not put bagels in a corner here. Renee, because I am a big proponent of the bagel lunch sandwich as well. Bagel lunch is great also. All what do you right, get on so your bagel the, lunch? The bagels sandwich. are versatile. They don't just do breakfast. <laughs> they can do lunch and dinner as well. Uh, and maybe when I'm going to a concert or in a couple dinner, yeah, weeks. Yeah, they are good dinner as well. Yeah. I'll sure. throw a bagel in my back pocket as uh, my wife got me concert tickets. And she was smart enough to listen to me here on PHLY. And she used the Game Time app. So maybe next Thursday when we're going to this uh, new band, I'll sneak a couple bagels in my back pocket. I'll sneak them in uh, so I don't have to, you know, pay the pay the cost inside. I'll just have bagels on me like I keep that thing on me. Uh, but, yes, she used Game Time App, and you should, too. Use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, buying tickets, don't stress over it. It should never be a stress in your life. Just use Game Time. It's the easiest way to get tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, a best-price guarantee, so you can stop stressing and start enjoying all the fun you're going to have uh, from the tickets you got on the Game Time app. One of my favorite uh, features is the image of the seat views, so you know exactly where you're going to be sitting for the event, depending on what type of event it is, what type of venue it is. Uh, you can forget planning months in advance. Game Time guarantees mean you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps and you're set. They're sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Just simply create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Just create that account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Well, with that, there's some other Phillies news that happened from this past weekend as the Phillies have signed Lachlan Wells, 26-year-old from Newcastle, Australia, to a minor league contract. Lachlan, who has ta- had taken some time off in baseball and is returning back, um, now gets a minor league contract. And I know Lachlan was speaking to um, the Australia name, outlet. Yeah, he Lachlan? was speaking to an, in an interview on YouTube that I checked out. And he was just talking about how excited he is to get back. He knows a lot of uh former teammates that have uh, played with the Phillies as well. And he just is very familiar. And he was saying he feels like in his career right now at 26 years old, he's matured enough to a point where he understands, um, you know, the importance of what decision he was to make. He's felt he's fallen in love with the game again. He's happy to be able to get back into this opportunity and he's looking forward to it. And for Lachlan, he had seven starts with the Adelaide giants. Uh, He had a 0.73 ERA and 37 innings pitched with, a 
whip, 46 strikeouts, and he's just excited to get back to competing and the challenges that come with it. And Lachlan is a lock. I like that name, though, actually. He seems like he's a, a good guy. His story's pretty unique, and I'm pretty intrigued by this, yeah, actually. Yeah, so I know uh, everybody here in the chat, you, me, Tyler, we were all tied to the Adelaide Giants games yeah, last year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, couldn't miss a start <laughs> where Lachlan was going. Uh, but this is exactly the type of moves you should be making with minor league contracts. Yeah. Um, somebody with high upside. He was with the Twins organization for four years, uh, went back to Australia, took a year off, as you said, kind of lost that love for the game, uh, and then came back this year and was pretty phenomenal. Now, you take this with a grain of salt because the Australian Baseball League, Tyler and Vince were having a real nerdy discussion before the show, <laughs> trying to rank where the Australian Baseball League falls in the pecking order of baseball leagues around the world. And I think you guys came to the conclusion maybe 12th was the best so, case. I think it was probably, for me, a little bit higher. But we were trying to compare Ten. it to, like, is it better than... it's So, like, the three at the top, obviously, it's not MLB, it's not Korea, it's not Japan. No. Is it better than... No. Triple A? No. It's better than double A? No. Mm. Is it better than high A? That's, it maybe starts to become a good debate there. So forget any other professional league, even just within NCAA like is probably even better. just within within the rankings of baseball <laughs> Mexican in the better. United States. <laughs> comparably, it's yeah like fifth. So take all of this with a grain of salt, right. Very but, much so. but worth a risk. Uh, apparently, there were seven other teams uh, interested in signing him, so that tells you something. Yeah. But his numbers last year with the Adelaide Giants. I don't care what league it is, even if it was a, a you know hard throwing men's league across the bridge, uh, this is still pretty good. In 37 innings pitched, he had a .73 ERA with a .70 WHIP and 46 strikeouts in those 37 innings. They won every game that he started. Opponents hit just 167 off of him. Um, so you know yeah. he was with the Twins 2015 to 19, posted a 3.02 ERA and 253 minor league innings uh pitched in the world baseball classic in 2017 as a as a pup a 17 year old so 20 no, years old or 20 years old uh, no downside to making this move yeah is he gonna make the big league club probably not but there's a shot you know yeah. like maybe he finds his hoffman gear where he like unlock something and uh who knows uh, you know if, I do, if he I, makes it that's just that's just gravy on top yeah i mean as a left-handed pitcher that has uh had kind of an up and down an interesting career you know it is always interesting to me when a player has taken time to step away and gets rejuvenated there's one or two ways i feel like that or multiple ways it can go but sometimes you kind of need that break to get away and he talked about his passion for the game his love for the game has been sparked has been rejuvenated since taking that time away and maybe needed that chance to just kind of reflect on what was important to him and what kind of person he wanted to be what you know as we talk about 25 being a pivotal age he's 26 years old he's at a pivotal point quarter of a century in his life where Lachlan Wells was trying to figure out, okay, do, probably do I want to continue playing? Do I want to maybe go in a different direction? And for Wells, who has a twin brother, Alex Wells also, which I thought... Oh, man, I, you I go mean, from Laughlin, Laughlin to, well, his, to Alex? Okay, so his his name is not... Cool name to it's Lachlan... Of his brother, Alex, plays baseball as well. It's Lachlan Robert Wells, and his brother, Alex Wells, also plays baseball. Yeah. Um, I'm Alex. With a, I'm with like, why did he get the cool he name? Plays, <laughs> He's Alexander James oh, Wells. Well, strong middle That's, name. I'll give that him is that. A, of course, you like that middle name. Yeah. He plays with the Norfolk Tides, a AAA affiliate. So uh, also, you know, baseball runs in the family. Him and twin brother Alex are both playing baseball. And for Lachlan to have a chance to, you know, see and evaluate, I think it also allows him to have a better appreciation for this opportunity, which is always a good thing when a guy not only gets an opportunity, but is fully appreciating it and ready to make the most of it. So with a minor league contract to the Phillies, we'll see how these numbers pan out. As you mentioned, having pitched with the Twins, with the the Adelaide Giants at that, um, you know, what this opportunity is going to look like. The for, best piece for of news Lachlan. from this is that seven other teams were interested in <laughs> Like, that's what I took away is like, mm -hmm. all right, this is good. You know, this is not and this is, Tyler. you know, good. Like the, the Phillies are thinking outside of their their box. You know, they're going more international these days. And, and, you know, they have, I think, six or seven 
uh, Aussies in the system, including yeah. the low A manager. I know you made reference to. He said that was a big part of it. You know, familiarity, comfortability. Um, so he's going to be pitching through February with Adelaide, finishing the season here, and mm -hmm. then just joining the team in spring training. Which Renee, it's only thirty four days away from pitchers and catchers. You know, Jason, the great Jason Stark, yesterday after the Eagles just got their doors blown off. Tweeted, the who? We don't talk about that. Oh, uh, this football team apparently people are interested in. Uh, but Jason Soccer? Sark tweeted out the February and March spring training calendar, and he said it's not that far away. Don't worry, guys. Warm thoughts. Yes, warm thoughts are, are here. And, we, and Tyler and I were looking up tomorrow's prospect that we're going to talk about. And, yes, those warm thoughts. Uh, you can join us on a trip to Clearwater. Uh, if you go to allphly.com, you can find the details on the trip. Uh, March 13th to 18th. Uh, and yes, I, I'm very much thinking about it because we were looking I... up tomorrow's prospect to find out how to pronounce his name. And it was just like, it was a highlight of a spring training game. And it was just like blue weather. And like, you could see the warmth in the camera. Yeah. And it was just like, today's actually not that bad out. But like, I just hate winter. Well, it also is great if you are feeling a little down in the dumps right now and you're looking for something that you can get excited about and look forward to, that you can also plan to come down to spring training. And for us to be able to go and for anybody else who's tagging along with us and we'll be down in Clearwater, it gives you something to look forward to. Okay, come mid-March as we're getting ready for St. Patrick's Day, we're also getting ready to go down in Clearwater. Mm. My big holiday person, oh, clearly. Oh, wait, we will be in there I for know, I know. Day. Perfect storm. Bring your green. And uh, so that'll be even something, you know, you need to have those things on the calendar to look forward to that can help you get through those, the ups and the downs of uh, what is that football team. So also what? some other news. The, the just, NFL season ended like four weeks ago. Yeah, you it's over. You didn't get the it's memo? It's over. It's over. It's been over. It's over for um, a lot of teams, actually including ours. So also uh, elsewhere around Major League Baseball, there's been some news and updates. Uh, let's start with Sean Manaya. The Mets and left-hander Sean Manaya are in agreement for a two-year deal worth $28 million guaranteed. Uh, that news broke this past weekend. The deal comes with an opt-out following the 2024 season. At 32 years old, Manaya um, gets to change, <laughs> go over to the Mets. Um, you know, solid. We, we talked about Sean Manaya on the show before. Um, and then also we saw the Dodgers doing some Dodgers things again. The L.A. Dodgers and Teoscar Hernandez have come to an agreement. Um, that one was there's frustrating no, there's for, no for a couple of reasons. There's no bad deals in baseball. Not at all. So a one-year $23.5 million contract. And with that, there are some incentives in Teoscar Hernandez's deal. Uh, $1 million if he wins a silver slugger. $500,000 if, if he finishes 11th to 15th in MVP voting. $2 million if he finishes in 6th to 10th in MVP voting. And $3 million, you guessed it, if he finishes 1st to 5th in MVP voting. And that was just uh, released today per sources. And Fabian Ardea was the one that dropped that news on Twitter. So Teoscar Hernandez, a one-year deal with some big incentives if he's able to reach any of those marks. And the Dodgers just continue to add to their list of Shohei Otani, yeah. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Tyler Glass. Now, in addition to who they already already had, and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Uh, it's go. more money than I would have guessed he got, but as <laughs> but I Dodgers always say, they have a lot of money. There's no bad one-year deals in Major League Baseball, so they overpaid probably to keep him on that one-year deal. The Dodgers are just kind of making a mockery of this competitive uh, tax balance fairness act uh this is crazy yes they have a lot of money and money doesn't guarantee you championships but damn they, well they just keep adding and tioscar's a guy i know we talked about during the course of the hot stove i wanted here you know a higher strikeout rate than you were probably looking I for here too. um but has a little bit of pop I think he makes you a better team. The Dodgers go and get him on top of they're just being gluttonous at this point. Well, um, as Jeff Passan also reported um, shortly after dropping the news about the deal of his twenty three and a half million dollar deal with the Dodgers, eight and a half million of it will be deferred to be paid out from twenty thirty to twenty thirty nine. It's twenty twenty four. We're already talking about twenty thirty to twenty thirty nine. That's wild to think about. It's a very long time. Yeah, now, but it's not that long. <laughs> I I go back and forth. Like I love the free market nature of baseball that there's no salary cap, but sometimes I see stuff like this and, and I do think super teams are good for the game because you know, it's good to have heels and sports. 
Um, but at the same time, I go like, man, should they think about a salary cap? Like, this is getting out of control. This is wild. I, I, are you rooting for their failure like I am now yet? I'm or? totally rooting for yeah. their failure. Bob, um, Bob Nottingale tweeted out, the Dodgers have now spent $1.066.5 billion. I can't even read that number. It's not a real um, number. It's not a real number this winter in free. But who's counting? I mean, I, it just, at this point, it's, it's gone. It's gotten out of control. Um, I know people are saying like the Dodgers are ruining the sport The you know, the league needs to do something. We're absolutely going to probably see some adjustments after all of this it might not be as immediate as this upcoming year because it might take some time to talk it through, but the Dodgers you- are finessing the monopoly money out of this world. Yeah, right I don't now. think it would ever like go to a salary. You see that? being attacked by a floating yeah, fuzzy by a rogue uh, fuzzy just like floating in front it's of me it's karma because you're always vacuuming the yeah, floor and the so. fuzzies have come after you i don't think they're ever going to go like uh, to the extreme of adding a salary cap that was my add i'm sorry i had a fuzzy like hovering right in I'm my i'm not eyes. gonna lie to you the great I, war I of studio so b like, <laughs> i got so scared because you were like did you see that and i was like whoa, whoa. <laughs> you ever see the pranks online yeah. where you like you psych out your uh, significant i was gonna try to do friend. that i was gonna try to do that one day and then I, I, I need to start doing this to you because I feel like you'd be a good reactor to. So when you um, did that, making, I was like, I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> I was ready to run. I don't know um, where I was going to run because there's a wall to my side. Yeah. But. So maybe I'll start doing that to Renee more on the no, show. No, Just start no. bugging her out. No, no, oh, no. We're um, good. Uh, I need yes. to look at Tyler because Tyler's my my cushion for, okay. for everything ridiculous that you do <laughs> you don't want to look at me for too long because most of the time i'm just giving you two dirty looks like like wrap right. up nobody cares about burritos you, you, know, you know you know the, the, the rock eyebrow raise yeah, yeah. that's me most yeah. of the time so that what i was real. saying was i don't think it's going to go to <laughs> the extreme of a salary cap but i think maybe like they got to look at this deferred money thing yeah you know what i mean like if it's so far down the line that the owner's not even going to be alive and I know it gets tagged onto the sale of the franchise and stuff, but like this is kind of getting ridiculous. It's like deferred until 2099. Yeah, like, let's defer it to the year 3012. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's they're kind of making a mockery of the system. I would like to defer things myself. Yeah, I'm going to start saying payments. Major League Baseball is doing it. 0% APR, right? 0% <laughs> APR. I'm going to defer all my bills and payments until 2059. Yeah, yeah. Why it's, not? It's, a, it's weird. What the Dodgers are doing is... If they don't win a World Series, it'll be absolutely hilarious. Okay, wait. So, when? How soon do they need a World Series to win it? Does it have to be this season, or does it have to be within the next? Well, Tioscar's a one-year deal, so that right. tells you they they Glass now was Glass now signed an extension, so he's there for four or five more years. Right. Um, so Otani's there when for life. do we? If they don't Yamamoto's win a World Series in X amount of years, if they don't win one in the next two flop? to three years, I think it's an unmitigated disaster. Mm-hmm. I would say I think this year can get a pass because Otani's not pitching that you yeah. might be able to say like it was a plan That's for the year I say after three is like absolutely a laughing stock Two, I'd say people are going to start pointing and laughing. <laughs> um, so is that fair? If they don't win one in three years, that's a disaster. So somebody posted the other day on Twitter and asked in over the course of the 10 year contracts, what is a, a minimum that they have to win? And to me, I think the answer is one. Now, granted, people are going to have more okay. more than that. But I think if you don't win any, then yes, it's a failure. But I, even with the best players, you know, like this Avengers assembled type team, it's extremely hard to win championships. Sure. If okay. you win more than one, that's a blessing. But so this you're saying team, minimum this one. This team has to win one. Oh, okay. absolutely. To, to, to avoid like the the comedy that will ensue for decades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't, Lots it, of memes. Honestly, if, if they even get to the World Series and lose, it's it's a failure. I agree. They have to win at least one World Series. I know Jim Cunningham in the chat is saying in the next two. I would say m- the pressure might even be on to win two, though. But it's got to be at least one. The for sure. And it's got to happen in the next... It's going to be silly. I would say it's got to definitely happen in the next two years. I think, I think if they don't win one within, within between 2024 and 2025... 2026 becomes a very like pressure filled season where you might start to get some murmurs and mm-hmm. other issues yeah. going and, on. And I think on top of this, now this isn't me and I don't know how you guys feel. I view all championships are championships. It doesn't matter okay. how you attain them. 
Yeah. But there is still a portion of Major League Baseball fans that feel that the 2020 World Series has a stink to it because of the COVID-shortened season. Yeah, a lot so of people put asterisks it, on the 2020 that's the championships. Braves, right? I, no, it's the Dodgers. Oh, that's yeah. the Dodgers. Right. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't feel that way about Lakers, the Dodgers. Dodgers. I don't feel that way about the Lakers. Yeah. I don't feel that I way. Don't, I, don't uh, I don't remember who won the cup that year. But, but you, my, uh, Tampa Bay? But, no, no, I do know this. Columbus. Columbus Crew, I think, won that year. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm talking Not about the, the, the Stanley Cup. Cup. You soccer head. The Stanley Cup. It's the real cup. The Wait, Stanley no, Cup. I think I know that, too. I think you are correct. The Columbus, Columbus Crew may have won Crew, in 2020. Columbus Crew, I think, won it in 2020. Um... It wasn't no, because back to back was the was cops, Avalanche. He says. Didn't the Avalanche win back to back? No, the Lightning won. No, the Lightning won back to back. I think it was the Avalanche but that won before my, them. My, my this point. Is making, this is a fun trivia. My now, this point trivia being, I like. I don't think that it, it holds cop, any. It doesn't cop, hold any. It was the Lightning. It was the Lightning. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't hold any less the water cup, for them the to Columbus win crew. a strong season. <laughs> but if they don't if win, one, right? if they don't win in this stretch, people are going to pair. Wow. Yes. Failure plus your what they call yeah. the Mickey Mouse. So when's the last time? Yeah, because prior to twenty twenty, stretch it for forty years. Okay, which is unfair, but they will do it. No, you're right about that. I just got really excited because this is the one trivia apparently I can do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say for the Dodgers, it's got to be the other part of it is if they don't win the World Series, how they lose. Like that could be the only thing that buffers it. Let's say they get to the World Series back to back years and fail. They can at least sit on like, oh, we made it to the World Series, but they've got to win a World Series. Period. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and the chat is talking. If they're a first round exit or anything like that, then we're gonna get flames happening and pitchforks much sooner. Yeah, and Jim, I agree with you. You know, it's so hard to win in Major League Baseball. It's. I think you can make the case because there's so many contributing yeah. X factors to it. Um, but the chat is kind of taking off on like, you know, the deferred money versus salary mm -hmm. cap potential. I don't think they're ever going to do a salary cap, but what the chat is saying is they should do a salary floor, which I totally agree I like with. It. Like you need to come up with that number. Let's just pick a number and say 75 million. Like <laughs> you have to spend that um, because the reality is, unfortunately for baseball, what 80% of teams have no real chance to kind of ever win a title yeah. anymore. Um, so it's something, you know, they got to figure out, but you know, maybe if you are saving money and had some money to spend, you head over to FOCO. Uh, because FOCO's got some great stuff, and we got a code for you to use, and that's code P-H-L-Y. <laughs> uh, head over to FOCO because they're a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment in merchandising with the product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and much more. They went, uh, they became Mr. Worldwide when they, uh, you know, splashed the MLB playoffs with their overalls this past year. They had some great football, ugly, and I do that in parentheses because it's actually quite nice looking, ugly Christmas sweaters, and they have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Uh, and it's tailgating season for some cities around the country, maybe not here. Uh, so if you need tailgating gear, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for the game, FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided some awesome pieces for our set behind us. And FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description right there on the screen. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off your order. I'm going to uh, dismiss and not acknowledge your Pipple reference. The chat is acknowledging it. That is enough. Uh, good job, Jamie, of deciding Thank to you. Foco read is, the FOCO read at 1245. Um, but there, it was just National wrong? Bobblehead Day. FOCO you know that? is Mr. Worldwide for all your merchandising and retail needs. Right? <laughs> it was just National Bobblehead. They had a deal over at FOCO for 50% off of bobbleheads. Um, so some other quick news <laughs> to touch on. Yeah, we got to get to our farm. Yeah, we got to move along here. I'm we're excited behind. to guess that stance we're starting not. today. So You're going to like it. We are just three days away. I'm not. You we're are. Just, I'm not. You we are. are just three days away from a Showtime Inaga's deadline to sign. Oh, so yeah. as of today, as the 45-day window is coming to a close, it's right now like at a, at a, it's like a creek, barely, barely open. Um, anyways... But today being day 42, the updates are this. So John Morosi reported on Sunday that he is continuing to draw interest from at least five teams. And Monaga's got interest from teams like the Cubs, the Angels, the Giants, the Red Sox. And Jim Bowden has reported those four as the finalists to sign him. 
Also, Mark Fizan recently included the Yankees and the Mets, because why not add two more teams to that list? Mark Fizan reported that the Yankees and Mets are two other teams very interested, so it seems like we're not going to get an answer Cubs gotta pretty do something, soon. Right? Cubs got to do something. Yankees may have to do something as well. Uh, the Yankees also are showing mutual interest in Marcus Stroman per Bob Nightingale. So there's been some... Um, Cubs Yankees mentioned, but once again, here we are still waiting for Imanago with just three days left. Do you yeah. think he gets signed before? Well, the Yankees were also five tied. PM um, Thursday? John Heyman said the Yankees and Marcus Stroman, who's originally from <laughs> Queens, have mutual interests. So, like, Imanaga, <laughs> they're going to get somebody, like the Yankees. Um, I love when you repeat what I say. Well, I'm tying it all together. I literally just said that. Yeah. Well, okay. What? Jeez. Man. It's just, it, just, it just makes me chuckle because I. <laughs> I'm reiterating your great point, Renee. Um, okay, I like so that. So if they like don't that. get Strowman, they might get Imanaga, <laughs> but this all has to happen in what, 24, 48, 60? That's the thing, 5 p.m. Thursday. So, I mean, I would think, like, the John, the Cubs, they're one of two teams to not do anything. Zero. Like, you got to do something. You want to, like, poke them with a stick and be like, you guys realize you're a major market team here? Um, but the the 40 to 5-day window does, um, you know, put some – a, a timeline on this. So that, that'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Um, I mean, the Cubs, Rockies and Marlins as of last week had all spent $0 in free agency. So far, as we know, the Cubs are the lone team. They haven't had a trade or a free agency signing yet. And as you mentioned, Jamie, it makes me wonder though, can the Yankees pull off Stroman and Imanaga in such a I short would time? Doubt it, but you never know. I mean, they see the Dodgers gearing up for this arms race. They might just say like, yeah, F it, go get both of them. I don't know. I don't know. Because it seems like the Yankees are reverting back to the Death Star and just spending. <laughs> like, you almost forget that Juan Soto became a Yankee this offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the Yankees haven't done much. Yeah. And, oh, they and, actually have. <laughs> and still no Reese Hoskins news. No. no rumors heating up. We'll see. Nothing. I don't know. I would imagine the Cubs are it. Our buddy Vince outside keeps yelling about him returning to the Phillies. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think so either. It's not looking grand. All right, but what is looking good is down on the farm when the Phillies prospects get featured every day right on our show. <laughs> and if you don't, well, now you know. <laughs> we are down on the farm with Jamie and Renee. Did you, <laughs> is this how you spent your weekend? No, I Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I thought that, that felt like No, I like literally you... just made that up right now. That was pretty good. I wish I could say that I practiced that if I didn't. Do you yeah. know the song, though, that I was just the tune yeah. of that? Yeah. Uh, what is that? Remind Come me. Come on. You're a dad of I two know, little. I know. I can hear it. Uh, 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 uh. Is it Raffy? <laughs> yeah. Which song is it? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> down by the bay. Yeah. Where it's the Raffy, right? Flow. Back I'm to pretty sure home. that's Raffy. I don't know who actually. Oh, is that who sings it? You I don't dare know Raffy? not go. But if I do, yeah, that's Raffy. My mother will say, mm. "Raffy's." You talk about the real Mister Worldwide. That's Raffy. <laughs> Pitbull can eat, go pound sand. Matt, Raffy's Mister Worldwide. I just want to clarify for the record. Um, I make up every song on the fly. There's no. This is not. That one felt like one you had maybe no. like taking some notes. And on I don't this even. Weekend. I should actually. I need to go back and watch it because I need to you're remember getting, the words. Thanks, guys. Some, some high I, I don't come up with these songs i'm not i'm not a wannabe <laughs> comedian or artist or anything every joke every song is on the fly not to toot my own horn or anything but it's literally right. on the fly yes so right. we are going to preview uh the top 25 ish uh because what we're using in this is baseball america we're using fan graphs some we're using Todd Zalecki and MLB.com's midseason prospect rankings last year. So there's no unified 25 front. There's a variation of the top 25, and and mostly the top 10 is more or less the same, given a couple spots difference here. Um, but we're going to use a combination of all those and, and do a top 25, 26 preview of the top Phillies prospects in the system. Uh, and we're going to start today, Renee. With uh, what we're calling number 25. Who knows if we end up doing 26 or not. Uh, but we can always back him up to 26 if need be. Uh, and this is a guy I don't think anybody thought was going to be this low on the list this time last year. Uh, coming in number 25 on the Fangraphs report is Griff McGarry. Um, Griffin Thomas McGarry. He started last year at this time as the Phillies number three prospect. The year before that, he was number 11. 
Uh, so he had, you know, an accelerated rise last year, uh, and he fell off of a cliff this past year. Still only 24 years old, uh, six foot two, 190 pounds, as you see the image up on the screen. Uh, he was all over the place last year, low A, double A, uh, ended the year in triple A to get a couple more innings pitched at the end of the year. Uh, 17 starts, 60 innings pitched, uh, six ERA. 81 strikeouts, 50 walks, a 1-5 whip. Ew. Uh, his career in minor league baseball is a 4-4 ERA with a 1-2-9-9 whip. Again, ew. So um, every single day we're going to be doing a down on the farm segment where we're going to do a deeper dive into the list of prospects. I know in the chat, MBDBDBF's asking, didn't we do this last week? Actually, last week was kind of us tiptoeing out this um, we concept we're going to do. We were list, just listing yes. them, but we're actually going to go a deep, take a deeper dive into who they are. So Griffin Thomas McGarry, I'll give you some background information. Born June 1999 in San Francisco, California, was drafted in 2021 in the Phillies fifth round overall pick 145 overall pick I should say coming out of Virginia has a brother Matthew McGarry was also as Jamie mentioned bounced around since 2019 um, we saw in 2019 McGarry was assigned to the Virginia Cavaliers and from there went to the Phillies the Clearwater Thrushers the Jersey Shore Blue Claws the Reading Fightin' Phils the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs so here's the also, root of the Phillies spring well, training taking, last taking year it back to college while yes. he was at Virginia uh, and he was taken, as you said there, what was it, the fourth round or fifth round? Fifth round. Fifth round. Pick 145. Uh, he was taken, perceived to be early by mm -hmm. the Phillies, uh, I guess on where he was projected to go, because his junior year at University of Virginia, he was pulled out of the rotation. Now, all the coaches said, best stuff on the staff, pitchers, uh, pitching staff, starters or bullpen, hands down the best stuff. They pulled him from the rotation because Tyler, his walk rates per nine in college was 8.8. .8. That's a walk an inning. 8.8. .8. That's mm. disgusting. So he's one of these classic examples and he's still 24. So you can't like close the book on him, but he's one of these guys that just has unbelievable <clears throat> stuff with zero command or control. And yeah. you always take the shot on that guy because the stuff is the stuff. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, duplicate stuff and nasty stuff. But if he can't figure out how to place his pitches this year, uh, I think we're already at the point where we're talking about him as a bullpen piece, yeah. maybe even possible, you know, back end of the bullpen piece. <clears throat> uh, I think the days of hoping he's a starter for the future are more or less over yeah uh, it could change here but again just great stuff hasn't been able to place the ball all the way back to college no and that's a thing you he's been so inconsistent and, and up and down uh was named in july of 2023 with the Reading fight and fills the pitcher of the month i mean he we haven't seen enough from him positively it's been no. sprinkles here and there dating back to as you mentioned even in college and for Griff McGarry to try to make that leap with the Phillies or with anybody in the majors, you need to consistently be able to deliver. And that's why we saw him drop from number four prospect to number 25 prospect. So I actually, um, you know, for Griff McGarry, I know people in the chat are saying he's 24 years old. Like he's, when do we stop considering someone a prospect? What age is that? And I think Griff McGarry's days are numbered as a, as a prospect because you either, you either have it or you don't. And I think at this, this point, is this, this is the year. Last year yeah. we saw him um, and he was invited into spring training, but this is the year. And I think we are nearing the the end for Griffin Thomas McGarry to really show that he can be a, a pitcher in the majors. Yeah, his here's his scouting grade report from Baseball America. Uh, McGarry has a five-pitch arsenal that stacks up well against any pitcher in pro baseball. He's got a four-seamer, a cutter, a slider, and they all grade out at 115 or better on the stuff plus models uh his plus plus four seamer averages over 95 miles an hour and tops out at 99 uh from a low slot with a heavy vertical angle and plus spin rate he added a cutter to his arsenal last season it's mid 80s offering that tops out at 89 miles an hour with elite spin rates that had a 49 percent whiff rate and a chase rate over 34 percent this is all tantalizing information to Tyler. His slider <laughs> is a third-plus offering. It's a swing-and-miss pitch with a two-plane break and plus spin rate that sits in the mid-80s. 
He rounds out his arsenal with a low 80s curve and a high 80s changeup. The organization has worked on making McGarry more directional towards home plate to improve his control and repeatability in his delivery, Uh, but there is still a timing issue in his delivery that causes strike throwing problems. Mm, And again, this started back when he was with UVA that at that time, the Cavaliers coaching staff noticed that he had issues uh, with his control, with his consistency, with his even confidence. John Sequela has a name that like, uh, I'm kind of like, yep. (laughs) Same thing. Nick Pavetta had nasty stuff. Mm. He could never command and control his pitches well enough to become a great pitcher. Um, And Baseball America goes on to say McGarry's stuff fits a top of the rotation type of guy, but a struggle with strike throwing and execution could limit him to a back end starter or lockdown closer role. The Phillies still have confidence uh, in his ability to start. Uh, So on the grade scale that scouts use, it's 20 to 80 on the scale. They grade his fastball as a 70, a curveball as a 50, Slider as a 60, cutter as a 60, changeup as a 55, control at a 40. Mm. So if Griff McGarry doesn't end up making it, uh, the control is the issue there, not the stuff. And you you all, you never want to give up on a guy like this. But as you said, age 24, like this is put up or shut up year for Griff McGarry. We'll find out what he is. Yeah. I mean, his scouting grades all over the place, as you mentioned, um, but that control being at 40 is that's concerning. Ooh, that's 55 bad. change up too. <laughs> but, As MBD uh, says, just a bit outside. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to continue going down on the farm uh, to check out the Phillies prospects. Each day we will be able to do a deep dive into who these guys are and taking a look at their stats, their the background information, what got them to this point, and see uh, essentially who can maybe – actually be an addition that will help the Phillies in the future. But right now, uh, Griffin Thomas McGarry, uh, not so sure he's got the stuff, but this is his year. Prove (laughs) it year. Hypothetical man said, (laughs) send him to the Brewers. They'll figure him out. Certain (laughs) teams do have that like capability, like the Astros, the Braves, the Brewers of like doing a really good job of like figuring out and unlocking pitchers mentals between the ears Mm -hmm. type of stuff so you know maybe he's still got enough stuff that he's an enticing trade chip you you know who was strangely good at that for for like almost a decade brent terry strong (laughs) sure yeah that sounds great um the from like 2010 to like 2017 the pirates had this like unreal string of like reclamation projects that that worked (laughs) well no uh no but like Quintana's career rejuvenated and um, Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh Uh, was a veteran pitcher and I can't think of his name off the top of my head now and I'm blanking but the point being they had this like string of reclamation projects that all worked out and it's why they were I mean granted they're out their their lineup was stacked and they let them all walk basically but the point was like sometimes teams just have this weird ability to figure stuff out yeah it's it's God. Oh, I was going to say Charlie Morton was an example, like kind of got unlocked in Houston, well, Atlanta, and then went to Houston and really like exploded. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll say, you know, certain teams just have that <laughs> ability. Yeah. I, uh, it's, thank you, John. John saying, saying his whole name makes him sound like Francisco a serial Liriano killer. Francisco Liriano was who I was thinking oh, about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mickey actually. It does I, sound serial killer. It does. Griffin, Griffin Thomas McGarry. That's his name. It does. Yeah. I'm the, just. Most serial killers are three I feel names like, people, I feel right? like if we're going to get to know these people, we need to know their whole government name. Because <laughs> how do you get to know somebody based off of a nickname? You've, everybody calls him Griff. Did you know his full name is Griffin Thomas? No, I didn't. And he I does only know look one old. Griffin life. He does. The only Griffin I know is Griffin Dole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> but you Terrible. couldn't, you couldn't help I yourself. couldn't resist him. I had to do it. But Mickey was saying in chat he looks old, and that's what I said to you. We he were talking about look that. Aged. He's an he's an a hard twenty four. Like he looks a little bit older, but that's maybe the stress of knowing you, your pitches are not under control. Forty All right. control. Yeesh. So now as we get ready to wrap up, because we were already at the top of the hour, well, we got yeah, Tyler's positivity. We've got to get our positivity before we wrap up. Uh, something else positive that happened on this day in 1995: Mike Schmidt was voted into the Hall of Fame in How his first year of eligibility, having gotten votes from 96.5 uh, 
5% of the participating writers. It's so we will joke. keep looking at the Hall of Fame updates around J. Rawl, Chase Utley, uh, what various outlets are saying about their chances of getting voted into the Hall of Fame. I know we will, we will get there tomorrow. We will, guys. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about them. But some positivity from Tyler today for our positive thought of the day as we're manifesting some winning ways for the Phillies in all 2024. Um, what is it? Our positivity of the day is one guy that I thought was really good in 2023, but they bounced him around a lot out of necessity. Having a full season of Matt Strom mm. in the role that Matt Strom yeah. should be in. I think is a positive for the Phillies. He started Not a negative. Started a okay. handful of games in the beginning of the season out of necessity, went back to the bullpen, made a couple more starts, finally came back into the bullpen. And you could tell, like, as he settled into that lefty specialist role, he got better and better as the season went on to a point where, if you remember that high leverage inning against the Braves in the playoffs, when they had exerted basically all of their other options, yeah. and you needed Strom to come in and settle things down. He, was he really did good. exactly yeah. that. I think having a full year of Strom in the bullpen as another lefty, having two high-leverage lefties is so paramount to success that I think that you can play off of him and Alvarado and match these guys up the way that they want because Strom is going to throw less innings. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in <clears throat> roles that suit him. And I think that that's that that the breaking ball stuff is it's so plus to me. Like I think his stuff is legit, and if you're going to be able to to match him in spots where he's not throwing two and a third innings, and instead he's coming in to get four outs, or he's coming in to get three outs, you know, on four batters, um, I think a full season of Matt Strom as the role that he was intended to play is going to be big for the Phils. Yeah. yeah. And on the chat, people are saying they like that Mickey hypothetical man spiral out. Yeah, I do think overall. Uh, for consistency and for him having a, a, a stable role game in, you know, for each game versus kind of moving from being a starter to a reliever, I do think that'd be a great way to manifest some positivity. I think that would help out tremendously for Matt Strom. Um, I know the the Hall of Fame discussion starting. Yeah, it's it's interesting to watch the polls. We will do a deep dive because we've got lots of information to pull from and Voting numbers and things that we'll share tomorrow around the Hall of Fame voting. I'm just going to keep saying it because that way we're going to commit to doing it tomorrow. But we do have one more thing before we wrap up. As we talked about, new year, new us on PHL Phillies podcast. I hate, I'm really not one of those people, believe it or not. But we do have some new things, so this is one of them. Now, guess that ballpark was fun. Lots of fun. I had a blast. Um, Of course, we all had fun playing, even, you know, depending on which side of the Winning and losing didn't matter. We were all enjoying it. So we're going to do another trivia game. This time, Jamie picked one that he knows he's going to beat me at. Um, <laughs> That's and, not necessarily <laughs> true. And this is Guess That Stands, where every show we're now yeah, going to be. be fun. You don't? No. But you guys will have fun. And I'll just, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Oh. So with Guess That Stands, we're now going to Sorry be already prefacing the loss. Looking, I am. Listen, I know. I know my strength. By the way, I, I am. Uh, I'm, gonna monit- I'm monitoring cheating in this one. We're I'm not, not going to cheat. We're not will, playing the cheating listen, game. Listen, I'm not going to cheat. Before you guys all get your, <laughs> I'm not going to say any of the metaphors. I'm going to Before you my all get carried away. Before you all get carried away and all the cheating scandals, I'm just going to be calm, cool, and collected. I'm not going to get flustered. I'm just going to throw a name out there, and whatever name I throw out there, we're just going to we're just going to go with. All right, you ready? Yeah, sure. All right, guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to preface this one by saying... Oh, gosh. Please. Oh, wait. These are Phillies players dating back yes. to 2006. Yes, Correct. we're only using, like, by modern the way, day 2006 only Phillies on. players modern We're day. not going back going to back uh, Lefty O'Driscoll in 1918 and, and Pork Chaps O'Houlihan in 1912. Don't worry. 2006. We're not going to torture you that much, Renee. I, I am, I'm begging you guys. <sighs> oh, don't stop saying this because I feel like I'm going to overthink it and Please get it wrong now. Please get this one right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, please, I'm gonna text please, Tyler my answer. I'll keep it out of Please get this one right. I hate this already. Well, you could see right. what I don't like is you Josh guys. Quella said John Balker. What I don't like is the whole like this is gonna be it. easy. Well, all right. So you, if you even if you don't know baseball, you should get this. Here you like, go, Renee. I will tell you, it's a left-handed batter. You can tell that from the stance. Yeah, I could. I mean, so that eliminates a lot of potential people. Oh my gosh, uh. <laughs> there's two. I think 
But I already submitted. Oh boy, what are we doing over here? She's, you know what? I'm just gonna go ridiculous. I'm just gonna go ridiculous. He's one of my. And he's I'm, a top three favorite all time Philly. See, I feel like I I gotta go semi serious because you guys are gonna make <laughs> fun of me. <laughs> I, I think the best part of this game will be all the random fit like that random Philly that just comes out of nowhere, like John Bowker, like. <laughs> this is like the paramount what do guys do when they're like hanging yeah. out and it's literally my group of friends will just sit here that's and why you guys like who these names games. Yeah. who names the most obscure player wins yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why you love uh base what's the uh baseball grid the immaculate love the grid, immaculate grid. Yeah. do you have an answer i already sent it to him oh okay no, let me check did. all right i have a feeling uh, we're both gonna get this one <laughs> wait hold on hold on now <laughs> Renee sent me three answers. One of them's way off. Wait, I want you to. Because I, I, I am not that hefty. All right. Tyler uh, Zoli did you say? Yes. Uh, I, I did have an open stance. Aren't you lefty? Yeah. I don't know. I, know. I, had, I had an open stance. I just went with three lefties. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. that um, his is. Th this is way more like balanced. Mine was very uptight. Go ahead. You can give us the answer. Okay. Yay. The big beast. I got one. One of my favorite all-time <laughs> Phillies. Absolutely. Yay, me. He, uh, so I, I started my baseball love with Mike Schmidt, and he'll kind of like nostalgically <laughs> always be number one in my heart. But like when Ryan Howard was on that <laughs> six-year historic kick, he was must-watch TV. It was like, I got to be in front of the, like you would plan your, your, you know, kind of like in and out of the living room based on the Phillies lineup. Be like, okay, I got to go pick up dinner. I got to wait till the bottom of the order. Okay, the five-hole hitter's up. I like Jason Worth. But uh, all right, I'll run out and hopefully come back so you didn't miss Ryan Howard. I know Utley and Rollins yeah. are, are a lot of the chats discussions right now. But Ryan Howard to me was just like the definition of must-watch television. Yeah, love, I love agree. I agree. And I love seeing him with his daughter out at the game. Um, was it the Brave Series? He was at Truist mm -hmm. Park. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, the Schwarber home run. Yeah, that was awesome to see. Um, but absolutely a, a big piece of Philly's history. Uh, I see what you did there. And so I, I, didn't, just gave, I didn't even I just text Tyler, Tyler Ryan Howard. I just texted the big piece. Me too. Twin, oh, look at, us. look at us. I actually texted, I actually slacked Tyler this time. Uh, three answers. I went with three lefties. So Tyler Zuli, Ryan Howard, and Desi Relaford. Who was your third? <laughs> no. Who? <laughs> Someone I'm probably going to answer for every left-handed pitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Price. <laughs> That you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna Great American Ballpark yeah. uh, several answers yeah, for this, sure. and Bryce is probably gonna be every lefty is gonna you'll, be Bryce. You'll eventually get one. Yeah, because one of them is gonna be Bryce. Yeah. So that was fun. Aren't we having so much fun, guys? Look, you're one for one. What are you sweating? <laughs> well, I don't want to get too high because then I gotta when I'm when I lose, I'm gonna be able to. I don't want to get too low either. So that was fun. We started off with Ryan Howard for our first guest at stands. Um, we've got more of those. So we'll be doing that every single day. We also will be having our down on the farm prospect deep dive. Every time that we have a chance, we're going to um, give you guys a chance to learn more about some of the prospects. So every day we'll be doing that as well. I should say it's our daily down on the farm, our daily guest at stands and more. Plus, of course, we've got a talk hall of fame. So that's it for us. And what time is it? I feel like we've been pretty good. 109. On no. Eh, no. Crap. No. It felt earlier than it. Eh. Well, Will said we would have been uh, good. wants a two-hour show. So yeah, thank I you, mean, Will. you guys wanted a two-hour show, so we're just getting closer and closer, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But today was only a little over an hour, which is not bad, guys. Not bad. For us, pretty good. Yeah. Matt Deckard says I only get, wait a minute now. No, I get a point. The big piece was my first answer. My others were a joke. All righty, guys. Thank so much for tuning in. Hopefully you had fun today on our uh, second week of 2024 as we rolled out some new things to do. Happy New Year because uh, Matt in the chat was, or Dave in the chat was saying, they were surprised I haven't said it yet, and I hadn't. Well, happy, happy New Year. second Monday of mm -hmm. I heard somebody say Happy New Year outside. Have you screwed up and writing? And I was so excited now. I don't even write the date that much. That's anymore. the thing. I don't write. I feel like we don't write anymore. But well, I when I still go to the bank to deposit checks occasionally, you know, I had to go into the bank. One. Did you like, think of me? I did. I did. <laughs> I was like, Mom and Dad, guess what? I had to go in the bank. I went into an actual I bank. I actually walked in and I had to fill out a deposit slip. 
Uh, sometimes when I saw my bills in the mail, man, I'll write that the was date rough. On there. It yeah. was rough. It was really rough, guys. I didn't like it at all. But here we are in 2024, still going into the bank, some of us. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. Have a marvelous Monday. Hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe, comment. We'll be back here at noon every single day this week. We also have special guests joining us this week. So be sure to tune in as we've got some guests ready to join the fun here at PHY Phillies Podcast. So for Tyler, Jamie, myself, Renee, have a rest of your, great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. See ya. <laughs> 